Betrayed. Welcome back to The Betrayed. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. And thank you for all those reviews, especially the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. And like always, thank you guys for the continued engagement, the continued support, and the hashtag BananaCats. As you can tell, uh, again, we're going to do a little solo cast. Gina, as I'm recording this, should be on her way back to Washington from Los Angeles. I'm excited to hear about her trip with Jenna Shea, and I'm sure next week we'll be hearing all about it. But let's get right into some news that was kind of overlooked because of the holiday and everything like that. This is reported from Business Insider and then to People Magazine. Some kids are gaining independence because of the pandemic, a possible silver lining, experts say. Jackie McGuire, a Maryland mom of three, has been giving her children a bit more space during the pandemic. During the day, she's begun leaving the kids alone for short periods of time, or letting them walk around the block in pairs with walkie-talkies to keep in touch. At night, she sends them to their shared bedroom at a set time, but allows them to stay up talking as late as they want. Schooling is done asynchronously, so the kids can complete their work when they feel like it, not when their parents or teachers dictate. Having so much freedom has a big impact on kids, who are 5, 7, and 8. They have all matured quite a bit, McGuire said. The pandemic has left many kids with more free time than they normally would have. Remote schooling is often fewer hours each day than traditional schooling, and extracurricular activities like dance, sports, and music lessons have remained closed for the most part. Through intention or necessity, many parents are leaving their kids to entertain themselves, something that parent experts say will have positive benefits for their child's development. The benefit of independence. All too often before the pandemic, kids got a hall pass from learning life skills because they always had to rush off to soccer practice or to karate, said Jennifer Joy Madden, the founder of The Durable Human, which encourages to develop resiliency. During the pandemic, many kids have more space to experiment, Madden said. The kids who are tired of being behind a screen for school might be more apt to take themselves on an outdoor adventure. While parents who are trying to work from home might encourage children to take their own to make their own lunch or complete chores. Although learning to make a sandwich or walk around the block alone might seem small, pediatrician Hok Efyong said these are confidence building exercises that can help kids become capable adults. Independence is critical development skills for children to learn because it leads to positive growth, behaviorally, socially, emotionally, and mentally, she said. Independence feels self-reliance, which is important, which is an important social skill for children to develop. To have some control over their lives while also han- being able to handle stress and failure. Katie Lear, a children's therapist in North Carolina, said that the independence isn't just important for kids. It's also fun for them. I've noticed many children feeling a sense of pride and ownership in being able to manage parts of their day alone. For example, picking out their own clothes for school or logging onto their Zoom call alone, she said. Giving the children the opportunity to complete tasks without a parent hovering nearby promotes self-efficiency. Kids learn what they are capable of handling whatever and whatever curveball life throws at them, which boosts self-confidence. What happens when kids embrace independence? Don Alcott of New York has preconceived notions about how to be a good mom, including being there for her children constantly. But during the pandemic, that just wasn't possible with her 9- and 12-year-olds. 
My daughter learned to cook pasta and make toast during the pandemic, and my son has gotten very independent about keeping the playroom clean and completing his homework, as well as getting his own food and snacks, Alcott said. She quickly saw that these tasks had benefits for her kids. I realized that giving my kids freedom is not a bad thing, and they handled it well, she said. Alcott became more comfortable with the idea of reading a memoir by May Musk, mother of entrepreneur Elon Musk. That was transformational for me, Alcott says. The reassurance from someone who has been there, done that, that you can let your kids fend for themselves to a degree, and not only will they survive, they can become quite successful. F. Young said that the independence isn't just a luxury for kids, it's a necessity. When children are not given the opportunity to become independent, they can react with anger, frustration, and resist following directions, and run the risk of being labeled as defiant and oppositional, she said. When parents understand that this is developmental need, it creates a stronger bond between parents and their children. Those are the benefits of COVID, Madden said. Kids realizing not only that they can do things for themselves, but they're pretty good at it. I really, really love this article, and I know it's kind of just finding some light in such a time of darkness, but uh, this is more like how 90s and generations before grew up, and I think we're going to see a pretty awesome generation of kids coming out. Let's move on to something uh, just a little more concerning. It's not our typical dark topics, but this was reported uh, December 30th, from NBC, foster care crisis. More kids are entering, but fewer families are willing to take them in. Experts say that state agencies say families are reluctant to take in foster children for fear of spreading COVID-19. The nation's foster care system has been especially overwhelmed by the coronavirus pandemic. The experts and the state, state agencies saying that more children are entering the system and fewer families are willing to take them in for fear of spreading COVID. Chicago has a 33% increase in the number of children in foster care. In Texas, children in foster care have been reportedly contracted COVID-19 at nearly double the rate of the general population. And in Los Angeles, kids in foster care are severely affected by learning loss. We've had kids that during the pandemic have been shuttled from foster placement to foster placement, not for the child's fault, but because the caregivers are concerned about COVID. Lindsay C. Wilson, CEO of First Star, a national nonprofit that supports children in foster care, tells NBC. Young people in foster system aren't there because they did something wrong, Wilson added. They're there because of poverty sometimes, because of their circumstances. Young people can be put into the system. Foster youth are experiencing so many challenges. The social, racial, and economic fault lines are being highlighted and exaggerated, ex exacerbated by COVID-19 in the foster care system, placing already vulnerable children at greater risk. There were estimated to be more than 430,000 children in foster care as of 2018, according to a report by the Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families, with 23% of those children being black. Existing criticism of nation's foster care system largely rests on racial disparities as black families are more likely to be separated than white ones and black children swept up into the foster system are more likely to enter juvenile detention. Additionally, black parents are experiencing poverty are more likely to be accused of neglect and separated from their children. With courts shuttered, 
visitation suspended due to the pandemic, parents having little recourse against separation, and families hoping to reunite have to wait a little longer than usual. This is really sad. Courts are taking an unprecedented amount of time to process adoptions and other matters, and that's keeping families apart longer, Wilson said. With COVID-19, the requirements to reunify families has been really challenging. The transitional tasks that are required of families usually happens in a physical space, but that can't happen anymore. This means foster youth are so lonely, many have lost touch with their family members because of COVID. The only way to see someone now is through Zoom or video conferencing, and that's one of the biggest challenges. In Rockland County, New York, agencies have held recruiting events to encourage people to become foster parents. Beatrice Prophet and Rockland County Department of Social Service Home Finding Unit told the Journal News that COVID-19 has less, left some of the foster parents financially or even physically unable to take on new children. We have foster parents who are either immune, compromised, or have other health issues, and they worry about expanding their household now, Prophet said. She added that even biological parents are concerned about their children's stability at home amid COVID-19. Basically, they wanted the agency to look for foster homes for their children because the parents tested it positive. They didn't know where that would lead. Leaders in some states have worried that the pandemic has led to an increase in child abuse cases, but agencies are having a difficult time investigating due to safety regulations. A huge part of our standards as investigators is that you are supposed to lay eyes on, in person, what's going on with a child, Joy Bruce, who works with Child Advocacy Program in New Orleans, told the Marshalls Project. We're now having to find proxies for that. With video chat, you can't at least you can at least see them, but it's hard to know what else is in the room and who else is in the room and with them, and thus if the child is able to speak freely about what is going on in the home. One Heart Nola, a New Orleans nonprofit that helps young adults who have aged out of the foster care system but struggle to meet the increasing needs of the group. But its director, Terry Habrotsky, says community members have stepped up to tackle these challenges. The community has risen up. A lot of people are hurting, but they've been calling and asking what what they can, can provide, Herbosky said. As hard as it is, it's been an opportunity for us to come together and really care for one another in a deeper way, reach deeper into our hearts and our pocketbooks. This community has done that. This one, like, just tears at my heart just knowing just knowing that with all these forced lockdowns and not having any of this stuff under control that there's just so many kids out there that just have no one to turn to that you know is a familiar face all the time and then you knowing knowing that a, a large percentage of them are abused in many different ways it's just it's really scary and sad so we got one last one, and I hate to laugh at it, but it's just, it's just, the headline is crazy, and I just can't believe people are like this. Woman accused of assaulting her kids for not wearing masks after they test positive for COVID-19. Police allege that Sarah Marshall Boone called them to confess to hitting and kicking her COVID-positive kids. 
An Arizona mom is facing criminal charges after allegedly attacking her children and stepchildren for failing to wear masks after the kids tested positive for COVID-19, according to reports. Sarah Michelle Boone, 32, was arrested on charges that include child abuse, disorderly conduct, after an incident at a family's home in Wickenburg, K- WMAZ, KTR, and KPNX reported. Police responded to Boone's residence Saturday night after she allegedly called to say she'd hit one of the victims in the face. She allegedly told authorities she kicked a second child and picked up a third child by the neck, according to WMAZ citing court documents. Police believe the alleged assaults were driven by the children's refusal to don masks, even though all of them have contracted coronavirus. Boone fled before officers showed up to her front door, according to reports. Police say they found her a short time later, casually walking down a nearby street. Police said she ignored their orders to stop. She fought them when they tried to arrest her. They used a stun gun to subdue her. Boone was taken into Maricopa County Jail, where she was charged with assault, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. She posted $5,000 bond on Tuesday. Efforts to reach her for comments were unsuccessful Friday. She'll be asked to enter a plea when she's due back in court January 6th. This is this is a super crazy Karen. This lady probably shouldn't have kids if you're going to beat them over not wearing a mask. That's absolutely nuts. I, I really don't know what else to say. But uh, I think we're going to end it there. I hope everyone had an amazing New Year's Eve and your new year has started out blessed and continues to be blessed. We'll be back next week. G will be back. Be back into our normal rhythm. Until then, Banana Cats, much love. Peace.